Woo Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wings! Legendary flavors! World Championship Wings! Woo! Woo Wings! Yeah! Woo Woo! Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm glad you're with us. Glad you're feeling better. Glad you're alive. Dude, I'm drowning in snot, but there's no place I'd rather be drowning (laughs) than with you. Drowning in snot. Yeah. That's the name of my new album, Daddy. Drowning in snot. Well, thanks to Cassio for doing our bonus podcast. If you join us on WHW Monday each month, we do two bonus podcasts. And um, you, you probably are very, very happy that you missed one of those bonus podcasts. That was one of the worst shows ever, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad. But we had a good time with it. And we saw some things that we didn't expect we would see. And it ended up not being as bad as I thought it would be. So anyway, and then I had to... Watch a Disco Inferno match, and I'm thinking, my God. That's punishment there. Yeah, that's and I realized, you go back, listen to Disco Inferno, grab the microphone, and talk to a live house, mm-hmm. and listen to Ryan Nemeth now, mm-hmm. talk to a live house. They're the exact same person. They have really? The same voice in, they have the same voice inflection. They, uh, they, they just sound the same. The difference is... Uh, Nemeth is, uh, is a good guy and Disco Inferno's piece of shit. So that's just the, only, the two differences. Well, I'll tell you this. I want to mention, uh, right here at the top of the show mm-hmm. that today's podcast is brought to you by Geico. Geico has been with us a long, long time, and they're going to be with you a long time too, because they know how to save you money. So thank you Geico for sponsoring this very special edition of what happened to win, because we're going to be doing something pretty fun, Tony. 
You spent a lot of time on the program talking about how much you enjoyed your time with WWE. It was brief, but it was wonderful. It was one year and you got to see a different side of the pro wrestling business. Now, of course, before that, it was all Jim Crockett promotions all the time. And now you're going to show up to the world wrestling federation and Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and just a whole different model. As Scott Hall famously said, WCW was a television company that did wrestling and the WWF was a wrestling company that did wrestling. So it was your first time getting to see that up close. And we're going to talk about one of the Coliseum home videos that you had a lot of fun producing. And I think you and I haven't talked about this. Is this the last one? No, the last one was, was WrestleMania six. Okay. So the next to last one, but this is the, like WrestleMania six was a pay-per-view to tape. Right. Right. This This is a special release, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And a special release is what we call it. Whenever you and Lois, let we'll talk about that later. Uh, fire up your peacock, uh, and just type in world tour. We want you to type in world tour. You'll see 1991 and 1992. And those are listed with the year. But if you just look up world tour, you'll see the 1990 version. And that's where you want to go. So world tour 1990. And again, as you know, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. After all, who doesn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all the things in your life, Geico can help like with insurance for your car, your truck, your motorcycle, your boat, and your RV, even with the help with the homeowners, the condo or the renters coverage. And you can save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverage. Plus the easy to use Geico mobile app, the available 24 hour roadside assistance and more and switching and choosing to switch to Geico becomes an easy choice. Switch today. See all the ways you can save with great rates and discounts. It's simple. It's easy. Go to Geico.com, get a rate quote or contact your local agent and start seeing how much you could save. And, uh, I wish that little Geico was here with us. That little gecko was with us today because we're going to go back to when I was nine years old, Tony, I'm at peak fandom here, 1990. Can't get enough WWE. I think we're going to see a lot of matches, uh, that, uh, and maybe I, I'm not so sure. I, I think we're going to have Alfred do some, uh, some things for us here. This is why I'm really excited about this. Just to, to see, uh, Alfred again, one of the nicest men in wrestling. I just wonder sometimes how he would, what he would think about today's wrestling and the, the egos and the things that's going on. Cause he was really old school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he was very br- brutally honest about a lot of the guys that he worked with back then. He hated Dick Murdoch. Really? I remember he, oh my God. I remember he saying, he said, he's such a, a horrible brute. Oh, I remember he's telling a me that. Terrible person. He just, and, and I'd say, you know, I, I like Dick. He said, do you trust my judgment in people? I said, yes. Believe me, just a terrible person. So, uh, he was a wonderful, everybody that worked with Alfred loved him. So Alfred and I go to, uh, I guess it was near the end of, of 89. Uh, we go to, uh, we go on world world tour. We go to London, uh, and, uh, we go to, uh, Brussels and we go to Paris and it was, it's to this day, it's the greatest trip I've ever taken in wrestling because we were just on our own and. He was, he was a tour guide and he was a friend. It was just, it was wonderful. And so, uh, our video is here that we're watching is a part of that. So there you go. 
Hey, so let's talk about Lord Alfred because when we don't talk about him enough in modern wrestling. And when I had a conversation uh, with Bruce Pritchard about him the first time, it was like a yeah. word association, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, I'm going to say some names, you know, the word association deal. And then you tell me the first thing you think of, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go, Lord Alfred Hayes. Mm-hmm. And Bruce thinks for a minute and mm-hmm. he goes, whale rope. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lord Alfred Hayes was a legendary coxman in WWE, was he not? Mm-hmm. What about his balls, Tony? Can you tell us about Lord Alfred's balls? I can't tell you anything about Lord Alfred's balls, but I can tell you that he was well known to be uh, in the uh, Colonel Robert Parker League. Well, mm-hmm. that is uh, that's a good place to be. But you know what else is a good place to be? Welcome to fresh ball fall. That's Mm. right. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manskind products to trim balls with ease. That's Mm. right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the (laughs) only thing that's uh, shedding its excess leaves. Mm. Heck, even mother nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. So join the 6 million men worldwide who trust manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code and manscaped is going to help with your confidence, man. Uh, listen, the reality is feel a little cleaner down there shows it off a little more and well, sometimes you're in the mood to show it off a little more and Hmm. I don't know what makes them want to do the things they want to do, but I know what makes them not want to. And manscaped is, uh, well, it's a credit in your life. It's not a debit. And whether you're brand new or already with us at manscaped, you could be the crown jewel. When you care for your family jewels, it's the platinum package 4.0 with this glorious package. You can align your entire hygiene routine in just one swoop. Inside the 10 part platinum package is everything you know and love about the performance package. Plus some shower goodies that are going to go ahead and include and elevate your grooming game to platinum. First of all, you got that lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer. How about that weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer? I've used those here on the program. Love them. Both have the proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect those delicate parts and those holiest of holes. They're both waterproof too. So you can keep scaping. Even as the weather's changing, you want to do that shit outside. You can, you want to do it on your deck, do it on your patio, want to do it on your boat. You want to do it in your shower. You want to do it on the toilet. You want to do it in bed You to do it in your recliner. You can do it anywhere. Daddy. In addition to shaving, you can also completely upgrade your shower routine. How about this ultra premium body wash? And I like this one. Now the two in one shampoo and conditioner saves you a step. And I'll also have your skin and hair feeling hydrated, smelling fresh. Don't forget that aluminum free ultra premium deodorant. And don't worry. It's not pumpkin spice. It's quality fragrance. All right. Cologne quality fragrance. Now I have to tell you, if there's one thing in this package that really gets Tony Schiavone excited, it's the crop preserver. That's right. The ball deodorant, Mm -hmm. ball deodorant, boys and girls is 2022. The crop reviver, the ball toner, you know, Tony now hits the toilet. Tony's gimmicks hit the water. He's at that age. All right. When you get 60, things start to get wet down there, but this crop reviver is really tightening everything up. Now they're not sweaty and they're not soaked either. 
Manscaped even threw in two free gifts with their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, both specially made to hold those goodies together. Get this Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. And let me also say this, Conrad, that I do use every day, every day, either the crop preserver when I get out of the shower, or if I don't take a shower that day, I use the crop mop, which are these wipes that you can wipe off your uh, gimmicks, your gimmicks with it, and uh, spray on the crop, crop reviver as well that day. So I use them all. And don't forget, they even have, uh, they actually even have uh, lip balm for you if you want that. Uh, they've got foot spray for your feet. They just, they take care of your body, brother. And so we want you to do like I've done for years now, and that's go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW. You heard Conrad say with the code. It's the code WHW. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code WHW. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Without further ado, boys and girls, it's time for our special countdown, Tony. We're watching World Tour 1990 on Peacock. Let's hit it, Daddy. Okay, let's hit it. And that means it's time to queue up Steph Chesney for the one millionth time. You know what's all about you, And because you fucked it up, Tony, mm-hmm. they have to have this disclaimer at the top presented in the most complete form possible due to original production, technical difficulties, AKA Shivani sucks a dick. <laughs> Hello everyone. I'm Sean Mooney and welcome once again to the WWF Coliseum home video headquarters. During the next two hours, we'll present an absolutely out-of-this-world collection of exclusive matches and interviews as we embark on our WWF World Tour. Our Coliseum cameras follow the WWF superstars to all corners of the globe to bring some of the most exciting matches on Earth right into your living room. It's the best in the world from all over the world, and it's brought to you by Coliseum Home Video. On the first stop of our WWF World Tour, we visit a native who's restless. Restless in his quest for the WWF Championship. Of course, I'm talking about the Superfly, Jimmy Snuka. And this high flyer will be the subject of our World Tour profile. Our WWF feature matchups take you to Tokyo's Egg Dome, where the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase attempts to make sushi out of the ultimate warrior. (laughs) And to the London Arena, where England swings as the honky-tonk man faces off against hacksaw Jim Duggan. Then it's across the channel to Paris, where the fabulous Rougeau brothers square off against the Rockers at the Palais du Omnisport. We'll also go on the road with the WWF to watch Hulk Hogan sprout up in Brussels and follow the worldly one, Lord Alfred Hayes, on a guided tour of his favorite European cities. (laughs) <laughs> we'll bring you a WWF fan favorite match, a match specially chosen by one of our many fans. An oral report, as our WWF manager's profile focuses on the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. 
and a WWF Championship defense featuring Hulk Hogan versus the Macho King Randy Savage. All that and more on the WWF World Tour. Our WWF profile takes a look at a man who's acquired more than enough frequent flyer miles here in the WWF to win a free trip back to his homeland, the Fiji Islands. Let's take a closer look now at the superfly, Jimmy Snuka. I just want to let your people know out there in TV Wonderland that this mine is so clean that I just want to share the spirit with you wonderful people out there. Now, I know the Wrestling Federation has a lot of excitement things that goes on here, and especially when it comes down to what everybody's mind is thinking about, there's only one concern in every human being's mind, and especially deep down in their soul. I'm here because the action that goes on here is a superior thing for individual. I love the challenge, and that's what I'm here for. And all you TV people in Wonderland. Is that the worst piece of shit promo you ever heard? Yeah, that's that's pretty terrible. That's one of the worst of all time. Mm. And it made the tape, which tells you that you were truly on your way back to WCW. (laughs) I mean, that was really bad, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, Tell me about where we where we saw Sean Mooney when that would have been shot. was that something that was shot in the middle of the night at TV? Was it in the studio? It was uh, in the studio. It was in the same studio where they shot primetime wrestling, the big studio there. Okay. And it would probably would have been shot. It probably would have been shot at night. I would think, uh, because well, the studio wasn't always used, you know, they used it for primetime wrestling and, and a few things. And, uh, but, uh, we would just probably use them, uh, when, um, uh, we would probably use them when, uh, when it was available, when the people were available to, uh, to, to work it. Now, uh, the, uh, the commentary for the matches here probably were done in the studio in post with the exception of anything from, uh, London, uh, from the London arena, Lord Alfred and I, Hayes and I did those for sky TV. We were there to do those. Let's, let's track this. I'll just see what's okay. happening here. Possibly beaten. Well, no. <laughs> Well, he was perched on the ropes for a moment, but Boris Zukov had moved out of the way, and Zukov now clubs Superfly on the back of the net. So Zukov going right to work on Jimmy Snuka, and I think this is important, Alfred. I'm sure you would agree as they do the crisscross here. Let's see what happens here. Superfly comes across the flying body press, pulls up the leg momentarily. So you think you're doing that in post? Yeah, I am doing that in post, I'm sure, unless it's London. Uh, Lord Alfred and I, uh, we went, we went to London, did the show there. Then we went to Brussels. We did not even go to the show in Brussels, but we were there and, but we decided not to go because we didn't need to be there. We weren't doing live commentary and we were just having too much fun. And then we went to the show in Paris, but we didn't do commentary. We just kind of hung out in the back there. In, in, in Paris the sh- and the pair, the Paris show was after the legendary fight that happened in Brussels that got Coco beware fired. Mm. I don't know if you heard about that fight or not. I, I heard there was blood up the wall. Is this the Jim Troy fight? Yeah. The Jim Troy fight. And it was, it was odd. Like we were in Brussels during the day. And so we, 
we went to the bar early in the day, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and I with Jim Troy, and we all sat there and we were drinking and the bar was, it was really a nice bar and the, and the guys who ran the bar were big wrestling fans. Hogan stopped in to say hello to everybody. And I, I can't remember. I think most of the guys were just kind of eating lunch, but Lord Alfred and I were pulling them back knowing that we wouldn't have to go to the show. And Jim Troy was pulling it back as well. And then apparently they went back to the bar after the show. And that's where Suppo- they got to a supposedly fight. Troy dropped an in bomb. Yeah. And Coco lost his fucking mind and yeah. fucked him up yep. pretty bad. Allegedly with a broken beer bottle. No, it was a broken liquor bottle. Yeah. I well, think is what I heard. Yeah. He, he broke the liquor bottle, you know, like the old West, right? Yeah. Boom. Broke it over the table and then cut Jim Troy with it. Like lots of blood. Right. And so, uh, and of course I was not there for that because we had had enough by then. But afterwards I remember going to, when we were in Paris and we were at the hotel, uh, I think it was either, uh, Pat Patterson or it could have been Terry Garvin said, did you hear about what happened last night? And they laid out the whole thing for us. So fortunately we missed that, but that was the end of Coco. And that was also the end of Jim Troy, who was like, you know, he was one of Vince's longtime guys. Yeah, you can't do that, dude. Right. No. I so, mean, listen, I nobody should get stabbed with a with a bottle, but come on, man. No, you like, even what in the fuck. Even in eighty nine. No, you just don't do that. No. Yeah. Uh, look at him calling spots there. By the uh, way, I want to mention this this match we're watching. Remember now, the, the theme of this show is World Tour nineteen ninety. Right. This one is from all the way over at the Nassau Coliseum. Well, and on June 10th, 1989, Zukov is substituting for honky tonk man, mm. who I guess had a minor problem, a minor program with uh, snooker going on that went nowhere until survivor series era house shows. But mm-hmm. I guess, uh, you know, Hey, the, the Nassau Coliseum is in the world, right? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So there you go. And our next match is a uh, snooker versus honky tonk man. And instead of it being you and Lord Alfred, it'll be you and Hillbilly Jim. Really? <laughs> and that one's from all the way at Madison Square Garden, mm. September 30th, 1989. Okay. Well, we're moving around. You know, we, we did, we did depart from JFK. So that was the point of departure and then the point of entry coming back. So that's kind of, this is, see, this is what yeah, we're taking. World tour. So. Yeah. Hey, and then um, you're going to. Yeah, let me just say this before yeah. you move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the the bits that you're going to see with Lord Alfred Hayes, I produced those. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and we 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 had a crew, we had a camera crew with us everywhere. It was just such a great trip, and we were on our own to create and do whatever we wanted to do, and just great memories. Sorry, go ahead. No, I listen. That's what we're here for, and yeah, you've always spoken so fondly about this era and, and really how much you enjoy putting these tapes together. And did you enjoy it? Because you knew you would be able to insert yourself and get yourself over and, <laughs> and put yourself on commentary for all the matches. I know that's no. not the answer, but no. what, what did you like about this process? Cause you have talked very lovingly over the years about putting yeah. these tapes together. And I think once upon a time, you even reached out to that, nothing happened <clears throat> in Michael Cole. 
mm-hmm. and talked about maybe how you could help do some stuff on the network mm-hmm. or introduce old segments. And yeah, you really enjoyed that. And you don't really get to do that now with AEW. It's not a part of your job these days, as far as I know. Right. No, it's not. Um, what was fun about that? Why did you enjoy that? And what was the challenge for it? Just talk us through, you know, what you, how you felt about it. Well, I, I liked, I liked learning new things. Keep in mind, I had come from Jim Crockett promotions. I had been a radio guy. I had not done much television wise with the exception of announcing. So now I get to produce and now I get to create things. And now I get to put together video cassettes and, and decide what goes on a video cassette and what doesn't. And I get to produce on. And so I was, I was obviously young and I was able to, I was able to be a TV producer and learn how that worked. And I love learning how to do new things. And I just, I don't know. It just, it made me feel alive. Did you, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be funny. Did you share that with Matt Shivani? Because Matt Shivani kind of does that in real life now, right? For most recently for Fox. Well, with Fox and, uh, I, I think so. Uh, and I, I have to say Matt Shivani is a better producer than I've ever been. He's fantastic. He's been helping hey. us with Starcast for years and years. And right. He's just old faithful, man. He's phenomenal. Yeah. But I just know how much you enjoy. Like, I think most people would think, well, yeah, Tony Schiavone's kids want to grow up and be announcers, but mm-hmm. it's, it, you, we've heard you for years talk about how much you enjoyed this process. And there's the super fly. Yeah. Um, and now of course your son has done that at a high level for a long yeah. time now. And I just think, right. man, there's gotta be something there, some connective tissue. Yeah, I would think so. I would think he, he enjoys the production end of it and he enjoys, you know, he originally wanted Matt wanted to go into film. He wanted to be a, me, be a movie director. And that's what he studied to be a movie director. And Matt is much more assertive as a producer than I ever was. I mean, I've watched him work and I've watched how he talks to people and how he, you know, just kind of tries to be in charge. I just kind of let things happen and try to lend a hand in. He's much more assertive than I am. Um, but the process, and I'm still doing it today. Uh, and uh, the process is, uh, oh, here we go. Oh, Madison Square Garden. Oh, let's listen to the thing. Yeah, we got the arena led by his manager, the mouth of the South, Colonel Jimmy Hart from Memphis, Tennessee, weighing 248 pounds. The Colonel and the Honky Talk Man. I know you know a lot about the Honky Talk Man. Well, I'll tell you something, Tony. He's from what you call my neck of the woods. And this guy right here is a mighty tough wrestler. Why he does the things he does, I don't know. But you got to give the guy credit. He's got a great winning record, and he is some kind of a fellow athlete. And he is certainly a man who knows how to use, I guess if I can say it this way, Hillbilly, to use his manager. No guitar. You notice that? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Just, that is absolutely crazy. Um, so anyway, what I was saying about uh, creativity and, and working in wrestling, what I'm able to do here right now is, and if you're watching on video, you see the bat cave behind me. Yep. Uh, and my dog, this bat cave once a week, uh, transforms into a TV studio and the control centers that you see that are on AW control centers are shot right here. And, I also, so I shoot them here myself by myself, green screen and everything, all the lights, camera, 
And then I take them and I cut them up and I send them to Nashville to be produced. So your boy, I, I, your boy Kevin Sullivan does that, right? Right. Yeah. And so, so now I, I get the creativity of shooting stuff myself on the green screen with the light package and everything and being able to cut things up on Adobe premiere and, and I'm learning how to edit video now. So still at my advanced age, I'm learning more about TV production, which I, I just absolutely love. So got a real nice 4k camera here. It's really, I mean, it's really top of the line and, uh, just really enjoy it. So there you go. So we started this tape with Superfly and Boris Zukov all the way over at the Nassau Coliseum here on world tour. And now we're watching Superfly versus honky talk all the way in Madison square garden. But next up, we got a real treat. Brett, the Hitman heart versus <laughs> Dino Bravo. Oh, wow. And that's going to happen in London, England on October 10th. Yeah. So, so far we've seen a match from June 10th, 1989. We're presently watching September 30th, 1989. And this is October 10th coming up next in, uh, London, England. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be one that uh, Alfred and I, I'm sure, uh, comment. We, we were there. We commentated it live for sky TV. It was a live show. Yeah. We may have recommentated it for, for this. Not sure. Um, well, I'm sure that Geico can save you some money, you know, when you're looking to bundle or whatever it is, you got some homeowners, you got some condo, you got some renters. Maybe you need something for your RV or your car, or your truck, your motorcycle, or your boat, geico.com daddy. Got to sneak like eight of those in Tony. So just help me anytime you want to just yell Geico <laughs> counts. Right. Okay. Yo, you're three deep. Okay, good. So we're, we're getting okay. there. I'm, I'm keeping counting for you. Hey, did you see our boy Manser went to Japan recently? I did not. Yeah. He's in Japan. Uh, good for him. Well, okay. He's throwing chicks head first through barbed wire tables over there. So I don't know if, oh, um, uh, run that one by me again. Slowly. Our friend Mance Warner. Yeah. Is wrestling in Japan. Yeah. Okay. I put wrestling in air quotes there. If you don't watch on video, because Manser would say I'm fighting. Yeah. I ain't wrestling. I'm fighting. I'm here for a fight. Well, anyway, he's fighting women. Oh God. And, and putting them broads head first through barbed wire tables. Okay. That's much. That must be some sort of, uh, GCW GCW. Okay. GCW's in London, oh. not London, Japan, daddy. Japan. Sorry. Now Jap Japan. So, um, answer, baby. He's hitting the pay window after he hits these chicks in the head with a barbed wire table, daddy. Hmm. Uh, no, I, no. Speaking of Japan. Yeah. Did you see that we lost Antonio Inoki? Isn't that something that's, uh, I mean, if you think about the influential people in pro wrestling, oh man, he's on, really yeah, high on the list. Right on a on a worldly level, mm-hmm. and not only that, he was a very influential politician too in Japan. And what's funny is, not funny, ha, but odd. I remember someone asking me, probably a year ago, 
Hey, of all the matches you called, did you ever call an Antonio Noki match? And I went, no, I never did. But I saw him at the Egg Dome when he came out and made an appearance that time that we were there for WCW back in the day. And then you and I rack up Clash of the Champions where he wrestles Lord Steven Regal. Yep. And come to find out, I did call one of Antonio Noki's matches. I didn't know it at the time, but I did. Yeah. Or I didn't realize it, didn't remember it, basically. So, yeah, Antonio Noki was a legend. And I, and I guess most people on a, on a world national level know him as the wrestler who kicked Muhammad Ali to had blood clots in his legs. But aside from that, he, uh, he was a trendsetter. I don't know if that's the proper term or not, but he changed wrestling. Did you notice that there's somewhat at ringside here that reminds me a lot of Larry Thompson? Oh, I got to check that out. No, I hadn't seen my dad. Okay. Yeah. Just from a distance. One of these, one of the, probably one of the, uh, the New York city athletic commission guys, the, but, you, uh, know, at, you know, athletic commission guys, I don't know how it is, but back uh, then they were, they just hang hung around so they could get ringside seats. Can I, can I tell you what's going on with my father right now? Yeah. What's going on? He's a bachelor. What? My mom took a trip to the beach. You know, they, my parents bought a condo down at the beach last year and, uh, okay. They're going to spend a whole week down there. The girls uh-huh. are. So it's okay. just my dad and the dog at the house. Oh, and as we're recording this, uh-huh. she's still with him right now. Mm-hmm. But in the next three hours, she'll be gone for one week. Mm. And my goal is to try to get my dad into as much trouble as possible. Okay. In these seven days. So we're uh, not, we're not going to watch Alabama as we're recording this. It's Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. We're not going to watch Alabama, Arkansas at my house. We can do that anytime. We're not going to watch Alabama, Auburn at my dad's house. We can do that anytime. We're going to watch it somewhere else. Do you want to guess where we're going to watch that game, Tony? My mom the doesn't boot? listen, so you can guess. Uh, the, the strip club in, uh, Huntsville. Now, Tony, do you think I'm going to take my sweet father to a shoe show the very day my mom leaves town? Yes. You know me very well. Uh, I'm not allowed to go. As you know, <laughs> you've met Megan. Uh, she's uh, in better shape than ever. And, um, we'll probably kick your ass. She's me. Yeah. So that combination, especially when I'm under the weather, mm-hmm. but I might be watching the game with him today in a smoke filled environment. And if some mm-hmm. of my other friends, who, you mm-hmm. know, are put to the task, put to the task, yeah. you know, maybe things could happen. Dad could see some things yeah. he hadn't seen in a while. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see uh, what happens. Some things I haven't seen in decades. We talking about your dick. <laughs> that and other things. Uh, you know, uh, man, when you said I'm going to get my dad in trouble, I'm thinking you're the best at that, buddy. Well, listen, you know, as my wife pointed out, he's got six days to do laundry. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. Yeah. You know how they say, uh, 
Look at Vladimir in the super fan Vladimir front row. You know, they say it's just possible in the grand scheme of things that women marry their dad. Mm. Hey, fuck off with that now. (laughs) I just realized what you just said right there. (laughs) Yes. Back in the day, there was one guy that got us all in trouble. Well, okay. Now I'll have you know. I have not patterned my life after him in that regard. It just wound up that way. (laughs) That's the way he, that's what he told me. It just wound up that way back in the day. By the way, did you see him smoking weed with Mike Tyson on social media this week? I did not. Did you have that on your bingo card? (laughs) I can never imagine Ric Flair smoking weed. That, That blows me away that he smokes weed. He does it almost every day. Wow. Well, there you go. And here's what he tells me. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Chicks really like this weed, young man. Did you know about this? <laughs> they love it, Connie. Do you, do you want me to get some for you? No, Rick, I've, uh, I've known where I could get that my entire life. I'm all set. No. It's illegal in Alabama. No, no, mm-hmm. I can get it to you. It's legal, Daddy. No, it's not for me to own in Alabama, but thanks for the offer. It's not legal here where you're doing it right now either, Rick. It's not legal in Florida unless you have a certain type of card or something and you don't have mm-hmm. that. Right. Friend of ours does, though. I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Friend of ours gets it delivered on the reg mm-hmm. like it was a pizza. They're selling gimmicks down here now. Are you in the loop on these Delta nine gummies? Delta nine gummies. No, man, you can get them at lots of little local retailers, but there's some board housewives buying them at, uh, board housewives describe, uh, disguising themselves as realtors, uh, buying them okay. at, ga- at gas stations. Okay. I was at, I was in Auburn and I saw them in there one time, buddy. I think. Are some, they, some are, of these housewives got problems with it. So are they like close to the real thing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, here's the thing though, as a rule of thumb, if if somebody's like, Hey man, you want to get high? Let's go down to the gas station. I'm out. (laughs) I don't, whatever you're buying at the gas station. Yeah. To get high. I don't want any. Right. Whatever they're selling there. I'm I'm good. I need gasoline and I don't Mm -hmm. even need to go inside unless I'm on a road trip and I need to go get a one liter Peter bottle of water. Got a lot of, uh, got a lot of flack here locally last week for telling that one liter Peter story. Mm, okay. My realtor friend listened to the show. Mm, okay. I'm not sure if that was a good thing or not. Mm-hmm. I think he was looking forward to hearing the ear piercing story and I went full one liter Peter on him. <laughs> huh? I process what we're talking about here too, Tony. We're, we're talking about a one liter. Look at this now. That's a lot going on. Look at my hand here. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. That's smart, man. That's uh, a lot. That's smart water. All right, here we go. Mailbag right. for another fan requested match. This match comes from Carl Murphy of Port Washington, New York. Now, Carl gave us a list of several matches, but the one at the top of the list was Brett the Hitman Hart versus Dino Bravo. Well, Carl, for this very special matchup, we'll go to the London Arena. But first, let's go to the Hitman 
and the Canadian strongman. Hey, Dino, Carl Murphy right there in Port Washington, New York. Want to see a little matchup with you, Brett Hitman Hart. First of all, Carl, I'm sorry about you living in Port Washington, man. Everybody can't live in Montreal like Dino. <laughs> you know, Brett Hart's got a lot of qualification. He's the, one of the finest technicians in the World Wrestling Federation. He's got all the flying move, and he's rugged, and his biggest quality, he's got a lot of desire. But it's just not enough when you have to face the world's strongest man. You're going to find out, Carl Murphy. Okay, Carl Murphy, you got it. All your friends from Port Washington, New York, finally get to see the hitman step in the middle of the ring with Dino Bravo, the world's supposed strongest man. Let's see a little speed up against a little strength. Dino Bravo, the hitman's going to destroy you. This contest is scheduled for... I always like when wrestlers talk about themselves in third person. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great crowd shot that is. I love that look and feel the camera behind Dino. Yeah, that is, that is cool, man. That's, and that, this is London arena. So I'm thinking that Lord Alfred and I are doing this show, uh, because we were there and by the way, our broadcast position was up on a balcony, uh, above the arena where we did our broadcast position. A couple of things too, that, that, uh, jog my memory. You saw earlier where we had Jimmy Snuka on a background, Jimmy Snuka background, right? When he did that promo. Yep. yep. But there you saw uh, Dino Bravo and Lord Al- uh, Dino Bravo and um, Jimmy Hart on a gray background, mm-hmm. the same background that Brett the Hitman Hart. So backstage at the WWE back in 89, and this was another reason that I loved, I loved working for the WWE because I had come from a very small promotion, again, a mom and pop promotion, uh, how about this entrance, man? This is fantastic. Yeah. Just, isn't this something 40 steps and, mm-hmm. but they're lit from underneath. And I mean, that's a cool look. Yeah, that is a cool look. So I love I this. Go- I love that camera shot, dude. Following behind the guys. Yes. From their perspective, seeing the fans reach out and touch them. We should yeah. do that more often. I agree. But make that a note. Let's, let's just try that one day on a Wednesday or a Friday and see how we feel. Yeah. That looks awesome. Yep. I agree. This is shot so differently than I, I mean, I don't know if this is a different film crew for the time or what, but I love the way this looks, dude. I think, I don't think that we brought a camera crew over there. I think this may have been shot by the sky people. Well, they're doing a fantastic job. You look at what we've just seen from two Coliseum home video exclusives in America, Nassau Coliseum and MSG. Like, mm-hmm. so that's going to be definitely the WWE people who, who live local to the New York market. Right. But my goodness, man, this just looks and feels big time. Like I've never seen this match and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm looking forward to it just because of how it's shot. Yeah. Th- this might be the, my most anticipated Dino Bravo match of all time. <laughs> I would agree. Huh. Okay. So they, they shoot these things on the gray background in the backstage area at, at, uh, WWF back then. And I never experienced this with the Crockett. You walk backstage and they had these portable studios that looked like a gigantic, uh, case, a gigantic Pelican case or, or a gigantic road case. But you, you walked into them. They had the Sonics board all around and they had three of them. They had, uh, actually had four of them. They had English one, English two, and then they had international And then they had pre-tape pre-tape one just had the gray background on it. The other ones had a green background where you could, uh, you know, put any background on it at all. 
green screen. And so anytime that you saw, anytime that you saw the gray background, yeah, that was the main pre-tape room that was run by Jack Lanza. He was the, he was the main producer for that. The other pre-tape rooms, when I was there, one was run by, um, one was run by, uh, George, the animal steel, which is hilarious in itself. And the other one was run by Nick Bockwinkel. And then I think I'm not so sure who ran the international one as well, but each, each studio had their own producer and he had a table in there and he had a list of pre-tapes he had to do. It was so freaking organized. And you didn't run around looking for guys because they would bring them to you in that studio. Uh, now today we do pre-tapes all over the arena, you know, different looks and, but it was so organized back then that, that, that gray screen immediately when I saw that gray background, I thought of Jack Lanza. So, and if you look at a lot of the fly-ins for superstars and challenge back in the day, they had that gray background in it. Those were actually in show things. They were interviews to be used in, in the shows. I'm seeing Jimmy Hart hop around the outside. Have you, uh, have you seen that tales from the territory is out on vice? I have not. Sorry. Tales from the territories. As uh, folks are listening to this last night was episode one Memphis. When wrestling was real. So great. Uh, we got to see Dutch Mantel seated at the same table with Jerry, the King Lawler. Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, and Jimmy Hart telling fantastic stories about back in the day in Memphis. And next week mm. they're doing a whole episode on Andy Kaufman. Mm. Some really, really great stuff. Yes. It is from Dwayne, the rock Johnson and his seven bucks productions. Mm-hmm. It's also heavily done, of course, by the creators of dark side of the ring, but this is not dark side of the ring stuff. This is. Mm. Fun, interesting, lighthearted. Well, with the exception of the time they pulled a guy's eyeball out on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, really great stuff. I, I was lucky enough to get a, uh, a press screener ahead of time to go ahead and promote the show. So that's what I'm doing now. And I hope you guys checked it out. Uh, but it was fantastic. I mean, I, I love the dramatization and recreations. And obviously I love the nostalgia and history of professional wrestling. So Anytime you have Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett and Dutch Mantel and Jimmy Hart at the same table and Jeff trying to move the traffic around, count me in. And it was fantastic. Episode one, Memphis, when wrestling was real, go check it out. That's nice. You know, they did one on Crockett. Yeah. Good. Did they reach out to you? Yeah. And you passed. Just because it was dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They had a little bit of that this year. Yeah. Good for them. They earned it. Hey, by the way, once you switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts, it's easy. Simply go to Geico.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Schiavone, the other side of the segue out of an awkward spot better than anybody. Yep. Just put your announcer voice on and. And go Johnny DJ <laughs> or a, a yucker, as you've said here before. A uh, yucker, boy, I was a terrible yucker. Walk a boom. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, a, I was approached about doing that. 
and took a pass. Uh, to put it mildly, yes. Oh, you didn't motherfuck them, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but not to them, to the person that approached me. Oh, just feelings that I have, you know, strong feelings about our business. I've loved our business. Even back when, uh, you know, it was deep in my soul back when I was, wasn't doing it. And, uh, just a lot of respect for the guys who, who put their bodies on the line each and every week. So there. Look at Tino. Did you see that? <laughs> he tried to do, uh, he, t- <laughs> he just uh, arm whipped him over and Dino just kind of laid down, rolled over. When was Dino, when was Dino shot? Uh, I think it was like 93, 94. Let me do so, a quick little yes. Google here. So this is only a few years before, really. Yeah, realistically. March, uh, March uh, 10th, 1993. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. He's only, no. he, he died when he was just 44. Wow. You know, uh, I may have told this story, but as a wrestling fan, Dino Bravo was part of my fandom because he wrestled for Jim Crockett Promotions back in the 70s. He and Tim Woods were world tag team champions and they had a big angle on TV where the Anderson brothers, you know, approached this young Dino Bravo who had black hair at the time and was young and, you know, looked great, really strong, really powerful. And they said, you know, we, we will, um, you find any tag team partner and we will beat you guys on TV. So he went and got Tim Woods as his partner and Tim Woods put a mask on and became Mr. Wrestling, a white mask. And they beat the Andersons on TV, became world tag team champs. It was a big thing in Jim Crockett promotions in the mid Atlantic area at that time. And I never will forget the interview because they, they went to Bob Cottle afterwards and both had the belts and, and, uh, why in the world, Tim Woods, would you put the mask on? And he said, because he realized that the Andersons drew strength and power from watching their opponent's facial expression of pain. Mm. So putting the mask on, they would not see how much pain that we were in. And that's how they won the match. And it's one of those things that's, you know, how those things in wrestling stick with you forever. That's yeah. one of the things that did. I just... When you're a fan in those angles. So Dino Bravo and Mr. Wrestling, Tim Woods, NWA world tag team champions. How about that? Old school, baby. That is old school. You know, and then, and then I got to meet Dino Bravo in person and he just wasn't a bad guy. He just wasn't overly friendly. Well, you know, yeah. 11 bullets in the head and torso. Hmm. How his life ended. It's crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah. How many times? I mean, outside of 50 Cent, I don't even know anybody else who's been shot 11 Mm. times. No, you would think uh, if you're shot in the head twice, it'd be good enough, but we'll just put nine more in there just just to send a message to someone. Well, one won't do it. I mean, you know, Pondwater Dave, we've had a lot of fun with him. Um, Yeah. Some people would call him a slow adult, but you know what? He's handy capable. He got shot in the fucking dome. Hmm. You didn't know that? Did not know that. 
Yeah. He, uh, he ran the family grocery store in a pretty rough area of Dallas. Okay. And one day, uh, the shit went down and they were robbed. Yeah. It happened a few times, but this time they decided to shoot him in the back of the head, gangland execution style. And the bullet traveled through his head and came out his eye, did some nerve damage to the eye. And, uh, now they had to put like a little gold weight in his eyelid to hold that eyelid down or up or whatever. But he has a piece of gold in his eye now. Cause well, that's what you did, you know, back there was a time in American medicine where when we weren't sure what to do with it. We would just gold plate it. And we thought that would make it better. Right. Oh, I got this bad tooth. Put some fucking gold on that motherfucker. You know, whatever. <laughs> well, they did that with his eye. And Uh we call him golden eye now, like that Nintendo 64 James Bond game. Yeah. And, uh, he's still with us. That's, uh, that's an amazing story that I was not aware of. Did you hear about the time he beat a bitch with a tuna can? (laughs) Any store? Yeah. So this lady shows up Yeah, and she's, uh, she's high. She's on Mm -hmm. PCP or something, Mm -hmm. but she's, it's been one of those drug and drug fueled deals where, you know, you are superhuman. So she starts like picking him up airplane, spinning him around, throwing him into the, cause they had bars on the windows. I told you it was kind of a rough area. Yeah. So she's like ramming his head into all of this and he's just taking it like he's enhancement talent. He's George South in a road warrior match or something <laughs> because you know, the customer is always right. And all that, even if they're beating his ass, right. So then he grabs, he eventually has enough as a man could do. He grabs a headlock and realizes he's in the bumblebee tuna aisle and he grabbed a can of bumblebee tuna fish and he beat that bitch in the face with it. And eventually they were separated. Um, but yeah, old pond water, Dave. He's not, oh man, do you see the speed and velocity at which Bret Hart hit that turnbuckle? Yeah. My God. How did he not break his sternum? I know Brett, Brett was on Shawn Michaels the same way. You know, he hit everything in the ring fast. That was unbelievable. That was so realistic. It was more realistic than even Pondwater Dave living through a gunshot wound in the head or beating a bitch in the face with a can of tuna. Or getting in a fight with a goose. He don't do that. Yeah. Now, if you're a crackhead strung out on PCP and you got freaky mm-hmm. human strength, give him a mm-hmm. can of tuna and we're all set. Mm-hmm. You got a gun and you want to shoot him in the head. He ain't scared, mm-hmm. but even he knows Conrad don't fuck with that goose over there. That's amazing. Newfound respect for pond water. Dave. Uh, yeah. W- one of our good guys, one of really one of the great guys. And did they ever find the guy that shot him? Yeah, they did. Good. Mm-hmm. See, here's what I think they should do to people like that. They should just shoot their dick off. Pondwater should have his own dick shot off. No, the guy who shot Pondwater, Dave, should have his dick shot. I off. was going to say, you could shoot Pondwater's dick off with a BB gun. <laughs> Wouldn't take much. <laughs> you can just kind of bloop, flick it in his gun. That's the good news. If you try to shoot my dick off, you'd miss. Um, I had a little party at the Conradison earlier this year as a costume do party. Do I need to hear this story? Well, it was Go about, ahead. it was about Pondwater Dave pulling his wiener out in a group of guys. 
Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, every every now and again, I think it's funny to say, "Hey, man, let's see that rascal." And you know, you I've ever- said that at least a thousand times, maybe ten thousand times in my life. And do you know how many times it's happened ever? Twice. Once. Once with Pond Water Dave, and once with Corey Ryan Forrester. Oh my God! The gist is, my hillbilly friends ain't got no sense. Mm. I didn't really mean I wanted to see your ween. It was a joke. Mm. Well, Pondwater showed it off. And we were all like, Mm. we've had too much alcohol. That should not have happened. That was a joke. Mm. And the next day, nothing happened to ask Matt Coon sitting on the back patio, smoking a cig. Cause that's what he needs. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know, Pond water has a, a, a lovely wife who loves him and mm-hmm. is a better person than him mm-hmm. and takes great care of him. Right. Pond water has a job that he loves that he excels at. And he's the top in his field was, which is a fact. Pond water has a beautiful home, has a room dedicated to his collection and fandom, more friends than he can count. And enough grandkids for every finger and toe. What a charmed life he's had. And I Mm -hmm. said, yeah. He goes, what's a guy like that need with a big old dick? (laughs) How much does one man really need? (laughs) And I just thought, boy, that's really insightful, Matt. And you found a way to turn a negative into a positive. Yeah. Let's not count the have nots. We know having a big old hog ain't in in pond water's future, even having a Above average hog, or maybe an average hog, or maybe even a slightly below average hog. Pondwater don't need none of that. Mm-mm. Pondwater just rock that thimble, baby. Rock that yeah. thimble. You ever stop to think of the, the really the group of idiots you sound surround yourself with? Uh, yeah, they're my best friends, and it makes my life fun. I guess. I mean, let, let's do, let's do a roster count here, okay? All right. Uh, Corey Ryan Forrester. Tremendous big time star. People don't know it yet, but they will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know it either. Um, Matt Coon. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I like Matt, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't know how you can be critical of Matt. Like uh-huh. I get why you would be critical of Corey. Cause yeah. Corey puts himself out there as a goof. Matt takes himself a little too seriously at times, Yeah, but these, there's nothing funny about Matt Coon. No, the fact no. that he teaches kids to lip sync and breaks my recliners and nearly oh. kills my dog. And when you die in front of him says you're breathing, Tony, you're fine. I mean, how about bread doing the job here? Well, it's an international show. Yeah. Got it. So let a guy from Montreal beat you. Uh, so yeah. And then, uh, and then of course, Pondwater water Dave is a good guy, but they're all like, it's like, and then, and then, and then, you add Shuli to the mix. What the hell? I do have a pretty cool group of friends. Oh, They're man. interesting. Now, take a listen to what we're doing here. Okay. You can be sure that Coliseum Video go. I think it's a Hulk Hogan plug. So when Hulk Hogan traveled to Brussels to promote his smash movie, No Holds Barred, you can bet that Coliseum Video cameras were right there to record his every move exclusively for you, the fans. 
Sure yes, enough, camera certainly this. were there as we look at the poster on display in this Belgium cinema for the Hulkster's movie, No Holds Barred. The world's media, who were also present, wanted Hulk Hogan to display his tremendous physical attributes for their cameraman. And shortly, the Hulkster had them applauding in breathless wonder. There's absolutely no one like Hulk Hogan. As a tribute to this great man, the normally hard-bitten press corps who had come to record this important event broke with all tradition to ask this superstar for his autograph. Again, he did not disappoint them. Out on the sidewalk, Hawk enjoys a little fun. Let's go to Paris. Ha, you know, Hulk Hogan is having just one heck of a time here in Brussels, Belgium. The people here, they absolutely love Hulk Hogan. They're Hulkamaniacs. They love... I was going to say that looks like a shot on a green screen, but you're getting his hair to move and, and there's a little wind noise in the mic. Yeah. That's, that just shows you how well lit he was because they had a lot of light. We had a lot of lights on him. And so at, at, at the beginning, it does look like a green screen, but it, it, we really were there. You hear the wind in the mic and I'm sure you'll enjoy that. However, before we make any of those trips, now let us go to the Arc de Triomphe. The Arc de Triomphe was built by Napoleon to celebrate his numerous victories. This is on a wrestling tape, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would is... have loved if Jim Crockett Promotions would have done this. Yeah, and they this had a little is... stop on the side of the road, and it was Dusty Rhodes going. Now this is the world's biggest ball of rubber bands, y'all. <laughs> Republic. This needle-like column is a memorial from Napoleon Bonaparte's battles in Egypt. Across this imposing plaza. We can see the fine. How shaky is that being shot from a car? It's tremendous. Yeah, right. You know what? Alfred knew all this. Of course this he is, does. This is how man, a man of the world he was. He is, he wrote all the, this copy and, uh, but he knew this just so intelligent. Ah, uh, there it is. It caught fire. Not too long ago. Tower, the legendary, but mythological Quasimodo was supposed to have set up his residence. Ah, this is my favorite place in all of Paris, the Opera House. It's also a wonderful meeting place for tourists. And now a long lingering look at its incredible masonry before we go to my city of birth, dear old London town. And that angel with golden wings hovers over Queen Victoria's memorial statue, which stands so elegantly in front of Buckingham Palace. And there, quite unmistakably, are some London taxes. Well, I was hoping y'all were going to do a little bit of this near the Nassau Coliseum. We didn't see not one thing from over there. <laughs> Next up, as our Jimmy Hart appreciation night continues, it's going to be the Rockers versus the fabulous Rougeos. Mm. Think about that, dude. I just want to recap what we've seen so far. Match one, Jimmy Snuka and Boris Zukov with Jimmy Hart. Match two, Jimmy Snuka versus Honky Talk Man with Jimmy Hart. Match three, Bret Hart versus Dino Bravo with Jimmy Hart. Match four, The Rockers versus The Fabulous Rujos with Jimmy Hart. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Well, it just goes to show you two things. Number one, uh, oh, this is... Uh, the this river is the entrance to Traitor's Gate, leading to the Tower of London. In Tower olden London. days, traitors were brought here to meet their grisly fate, the Axeman. <laughs> and here's Tower head. Bridge. Romans and then Vikings fought ancient Britons along these banks. And now this ancient Brit sends you back to Sean Mooney. Well, next up on our WWF <clears throat> World Tours, our manager's profile. 
This time we focus on a manager who is certainly the most vocal supporter of WWF superstars, Rhythm and Blues, Dino Bravo, or Walking Jimmy Natural Hart. Disaster, The Earthquake. He's a man whose loud clothing speaks for itself. The man behind the <laughs> megaphone, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> you know, they say when you're on top, you gotta let it rock, baby. Look at this gold album, one million sales, honky tonk records, baby, backed up by the honky ads, and yours truly, mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart. That's right, daddy, when you're on top, you gotta let it rock. Bushwhackers, are you ever gonna learn the lesson, man? You know, every time we turn around, it's the Bushwhackers. You know, I guess they wanna be singers, they wanna be rock and rollers like Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Pelvis Valentine, who I call Rhythm and Blues. You know, every time we have a concert, all of a sudden, somebody's trying to sneak in without paying the price. Well, that's you, Bushwhackers, in WrestleMania 6. What are the Bushwhackers trying to do? They came around ringside and selling t-shirts and programs like a couple of vendors, man. That's a no-no, because before this little thing's over with, you're going to be doing that permanently, because you ain't going to be in professional wrestling anymore. You tear up our guitars? You try to make a fool of Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Pelvis Valentine? Like I said, baby, when you're on top, you let it rock. We don't just get mad, bushwhackers. We get even, baby. <laughs> and now, he's big, he's bad. I call him Earthquake. 461 pounds? He is six foot six. Now, you know Hulk Hogan. A lot of people think Hulk Hogan is the greatest of all time. Well, baby, the whole world saw what we did to you, Hulk Hogan. Hey, we know you were hurt going into WrestleMania. I know it. You know it. The people know it. But you just don't want to admit it. So you know what we're going to have to do to Hulk Hogan? I'll tell you what we're going to have to do, big boy. We're going to have to make an example after you, man. We're going to have to make sure that the whole world knows that the earthquake is going to put you out of professional wrestling forever. Because, you see, we're going to put the national disaster on you and have you put on a stretcher, man. That's right. We're going to have you stretchered, Hulk Hogan. And once and for all, everybody will know who is the greatest of all time. It is the earthquake. <laughs> well, and you're proud of this? No. You thought this was, oh man, let's get the fans to spend $89 on this. Mm, no, no, I'm not proud of it. Uh, but you know what I am proud of? Geico. Yes. You could switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote. That's fantastic. Tony. Thank you very much. Your Segway machine. <laughs> Oh yeah, man, look is... at this presentation here. Now this looks awesome. This one, uh, this is, is Paris. It... I think. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it is. Cause the, the tube. Yeah. Look the at tube. that dude. Very nice. Not that one. <laughs> no, I spoke to the one who was leaving not before. Jacques and Raymond, the Rougeos. Tag team action here in Paris, France. So there you hear Gorilla and Lord Alfred on the commentary. Yeah. This is from October 13th, 1989. Yeah. It's interesting because it's filmed October 13th, 1989. But what we just heard Jimmy Hart referencing was the angle from WrestleMania six. So it just goes to show you, you know, those were six months apart. Uh, and, and that's when we're seeing this match, uh-huh. different yeah. era, different time. Yeah. How about the uh, Ruggio brothers theme music? Yeah. You don't like it? I I, I didn't really pick up on it right now. Oh, there. let me let me play it right here cuz I think you're going to yeah. love it. It's okay. one of my favorites. 
World Wrestling Federation. Uh, never mind. We gotta get through this. Okay. Here. Force in sports entertainment. Dude, how great is that? I remember that now. I mean, like, I think you and I, if we ever do a live show again, if you'll ever leave the fucking house again, yeah, we should get those little American flags and come out to all American boys. You don't like that idea? I love it. I I don't like the idea of you and I doing live shows anymore, but I love coming out to the music. You know, um, I I got a surprise for you. Uh oh. And I, I can announce this now because it's, and you have to be a subscriber to WHW Monday. Okay. I am. I'm there. Okay. All right. So the, this, the, uh, first bonus episode, mm-hmm. bonus episode, number one of Patreon for, so for the month of September, for the month of September. That's right. Yes. Um, and it was a, um, it was a bonus episode that was uh, suggested to us by uh, Devin Wheaton. Okay. DJ, DJ turn up, turn it up. Um, Grandmasters of wrestling. Uh, just for this one time. And because Devin Wheaton has begged for it. If you listen to that show. Yeah. Tony reads rap. What? Yep. I can't believe he did it without me. My feelings mm-hmm. are hurt. It was, what, um, you remember the name of the song? Yep. Baby blue by action Bronson. Okay. Yeah. Who, by the way, hell of a guy here, hell of a guy is as cool as fuck. But if you go back and you watch that match for a guy who's never wrestled, he did a hell of a, he, I thought he was great in the ring. I thought he did exactly didn't do much. He didn't try to do things that he couldn't do. So I was very happy with that match. Yeah. I really was. You know, sometimes you get these celebrities and you get them involved in match and you go, eh. But that was good. That was very, very good. I, I thought that match really came across very well. A couple of lines good. from that uh, song that you read, which are, yeah. kind, of, which are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I hope your dreams dry like raisins baking in the sun. I hope your titties mm-hmm. all saggy in your early twenties. Mm. That's that's hoping for the worst, isn't it? In your early twenties. <laughs> no. Oh. And I watched the video of that and I just did I did the, the chorus and then I did the first uh couple and then I did the chorus again. And that was it. I didn't do the whole song. But I did it for for DJ Turn Up because that's what he wanted. So there you go. And he's been a long time. Long time supporter of ours. Real Todd. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. By the so way, I, t- after this match, you- I want to mention, uh, we got ultimate warrior and million dollar man in Japan, oh. but anyway, wow. you, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was getting ready to say, so if you want to hear Tony does rap for the, 
the the final time. What? No, 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 no. <clears throat> oh, yes, 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 yes. I mean, listen, the last time's got to be with me. One time ever. Uh, Ever's listen, a long I'm, time, Tony. Ever. Okay. Yeah, I'm an exec now. Okay, I'm an exec. I can't do I can't do rap. Okay, I may be able to do the Eagles or uh, 38 Special, but not rap. I Wait, can't do. That. So you can't say bad words. Fuck no, man. What do you think? What are you talking about? I got a I got a, a great job now. I wanted you to, uh, I'm sure glad when Thursdays come, but I got a great job now. I think we're all glad when Thursdays come. Cause it means we're almost to Friday. Yeah. Hey, I'm reading a lot about Antonio Inoki, you know, as the world is really celebrating his life and sure. Our great friend, uh, if you don't follow this guy, you should, it's Alan, A L L A N underscore cheap shot on Twitter. And I know you hate Twitter, but Alan is a solid follow friend of the show. He's been filling up great, um, references, moments in pop culture and in wrestling history, all about Anoki. He's just been loading it up over the weekend. And oh, good. He had a thing that said the opening ceremony of the MMA event jungle fight in Brazil, Antonio Anoki decided to swim across the Amazon river to arrive at the venue in an interesting way. What he didn't realize was that the section of the river was filled with crocodiles and piranhas. Anoki thought the locals shouting at him to stop and get out of the river were cheering him on because he didn't understand their language. He arrived on the other side and continued with the opening celebrations. And Anoki insisted that all the fighters involved in jungle fight planted a tree in order to reverse the deforestation in the Amazon. I just think that's like the manliest, coolest shit ever. Cause we got a, a shot of him diving headfirst off of a boat and you know, a speedo swimsuit having no idea it's filled with crocodiles and piranhas. Wow. That's some research right there, brother. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool. Look at a young Sean Michaels. Would you? Yeah. You didn't get to see much, uh, Sean Michaels. I mean, his single stuff. You knew him as a tag team wrestler when you were there, yeah. right? He and Marty. That's what I knew him as. I didn't see any of the, the great Shawn Michaels that we've come to know. What's your boy, uh, Adam Cole think of, uh, Shawn Michaels. I've never asked Adam what he thought of Shawn Michaels. I would think that he thinks a lot of him since, you know, they work NXT together, right? You would think, yeah. I mean, you work with a lot of people right now. You don't care for where I know before we clicked record. You had your weekly bitch session and just said, I got a lot of things to say about you, motherfucker. I mean, you went into full George Costanza's dad mode. Yeah. It just went down, I think in alphabetical order and shit on everyone. In well, no, no, you, you got that mixed up with, uh, like Corey Ryan Forster, Shuley. No, no, no. They don't know anybody in AW. You were specifically motherfucking people alphabetically. Mm. You know how you do every time we click record or right before we click record. Go to lowestrules.com if you will this year. And of course we are donating all of our proceeds to St. Jude's Yep, and you can get a shirt probably in many different sizes up to five XL. Says, uh, it says you a lie. You a lie. Mm-hmm. Now wait, was that. And, and wear that the next time you see Conrad. 
Is that Amy? You know what? You know what? Damn it. I'm coming to Huntsville. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. I'm going to come to Huntsville and hang out with you guys. I don't believe that. Not going to drink. Not going to chew gummies. I'm just coming to Huntsville. You, you know, hang let, out with you let me tell you why he's coming over, boys and girls. You ready for this? He's coming over here to flex nuts. <laughs> That's what you're coming here for. Well, because I'm an exec now? No, because you got the, that sweet new ride. I don't know that we're allowed to talk about it, but you can't hide money. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, over the uh, course of the last several weeks, Tony Schiavone became the proud owner of a brand new Rolls Royce truck. So congratulations. <laughs> can't hide money. A Rolls Royce truck. No, I've been, I've been thinking about coming over even. Uh... Wait, so you're just going to move over that? You didn't get a Rolls Royce truck? I didn't get a Rolls Royce truck. Oh, it was the Bentley truck. It wasn't a Bentley truck. Oh, it was a Mercedes truck. No. Oh, it was a BMW truck. No. Oh, it was a Range Rover. I, yes. <sighs> Look at Tony. Okay. So can't hide anyway. money. I bet you got it. Cause the bitches like it. Huh? Yeah. It, bitches like Land Rovers. Yeah. I hate to say this. Okay. okay? <laughs> bitches like Land Rovers. They do. It's every well, girl, every girl's dream car. Yeah, every really? girl's dream car, Tony, is a Range Rover or a G wagon. Mm-hmm. If you have a girl in your life that you're sweet yeah. on, let me yeah. assure you, if she mm-hmm. made a list of her three favorite cars, two of the three, mm-hmm. I don't know what the yeah. third one is, but I know two of the three mm-hmm. are a Range Rover and a G wagon. And what I'm telling you is, Lois Shivani, if you're listening, you better look out. <laughs> Tony Shivani has got bitch bait on him now. It's all over him. He's eat up with it. Bitch bait, bitch gotta bait. Term. Yeah. Gotta write that term down. It's a hell of a term. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what color is your sweetening ride? It's red. Oh, cause you're an Alabama fan. Closeted Alabama fan. I get it. No, I didn't say fucking crimson. What color is the guts? I said, I said red. Um, what color is the gut meat? The gut meat, the inside of the car. Oh, gut meat. It's black. Oh yeah, it is. So I hate to say this, Uh-oh. but but I, I have, I really have a lot of fun with Shuley. He's fantastic. Yeah. Isn't he? I, I don't know why you would hate to say you don't like Jewish people. No, I don't like people that are under two foot one. Oh, I got you. Um, and he's, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to put him on, on the, you have to set him up on the table so you can see his head. Tony, you say that says someone whose feet dangle. You're in a chair right now and your feet aren't touching the ground. <laughs> You're swinging them back and forth. Well, that's why you, we can knock on them. So there you go. Yeah, I get it. So it's like me making fat guy jokes. Right. I can do it. I get it. It's like me making uh serious, hardworking, intelligent guy jokes. Or about having a little dick and not getting laid. <laughs> that too. Now here's the thing. I'll tell you this. A lot of little dick guys got a Land Rover, changed their fortune. <laughs> it is maybe the official little dick car or that new Hummer. A Hummer now. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would get a Hummer. Um, hey, you know, we are, uh, talking over bull- a pretty good match here. Yes. Talking bullshit over some, I mean, we, I was, as we're talking here, great shot. Uh, Sean Michaels took one hell of a back body drop. I mean, it was like way up in the air. Great heel shit. Look at this, man. 
Joe's were great heels. Yeah, man. So uh, Alfred and I were backstage while this was going on, not really watching anything, just talking to the guys. And we had some great dinners. Uh, when this show was over, I think it was the very next day, Alfred says, we need to go down the Champs-Élysées and, and have breakfast before we leave. And we did. We walked down it and had breakfast at a cafe outside. It was like for a redneck from Virginia who had just been working for Jim Crockett Promotions. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. And here I'm sitting with Lord Alfred Hayes, who knows everything, who is so knows everything about everything, and is such a great conversationalist. And I'm, I mean, we're drinking out of these little cups, right? And we're just, uh, I'm thinking, wow. Look at me now. Yeah. Hey, um, do you think mm-hmm. Lord Alfred, yeah. do you think his tips would touch? Like when, 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 when Bruce called him whale rope, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that means his tips don't touch? Tips don't touch. Like on you know, his fingers. Um, I don't know. Cause I think a whale rope would be so thick. I don't think my fingers would touch. Oh, I got you. I see what you're saying. You had to really explain that. I don't know. Tips look don't at touch. This, look at, look at this great heel shit going on here. Yeah. Old school. Cut the ring in half. Yeah. Oh, look, here's your chance. Disqualified. Did you see that? You're like- setting up the hot tag. Here we go. As Jacques just about knocked Raymond off. Now the tag their, is made. They got their signals mixed up, and that was just enough for Sean to make that tag. Hardy's in and going crazy. It's a house of fire. He's exploding. Irish whipping. Look out. Downstairs in the bread bag. Water kneeling. Tremendous. And hold up at this. Oh, they got the colonel. Got him by the tie. Got that little pep squeak. <laughs> Irish whip once again. Look at he's down there hiding. Well, I don't think he wants to be caught again. Again. Look at this, ref. I love Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. Hey, my second favorite play-by-play guy of all time. Really? JR's the first by far. Gorilla Monsoon's number two to me. Wow. I, I'm sorry. I I put him ahead of in my fandom. Uh, I think Bob Cottle will be number three. But uh, I just love Gorilla Monsoon. To me, Gorilla Monsoon's voice meant big time, right? Yeah. To me, it to me it meant WrestleMania. It did. Just and and I say a lot of that because he was such a great man. He really was. Hey, uh, as as I'm going further and further down the rabbit hole this morning, as we see an excellent pile driver by Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. He's then going to pull Marty Jannetty on top and the ref turns around and there it is. Yeah. Rockers get the win. They fuck over the heels. That's how you do it. Right. Look brother? at the crowd. Look at the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk Hogan's most watched match. You want to guess? And there's been a lot of big ones. You know, when he dropped the, uh, the title to Goldberg on nitro, when he topped the dropped the title to Luger on nitro and he mm-hmm. had that famous match on NBC with Andre, the giant, right? The main event, the, the old evil twin referee. What do you think the most, I'm not saying it's one of those. I'm just saying there's been a lot. 
Most watched ever. What do you think? Would it be something against the Macho Man? Anoki in the 83 IWGP tournament, 36 million people. Whoa, really? 36 million. Look at this shit here, dude. Now this mm. is special. I, part of this has been, this tape has been corny. Those first two matches being from New York really turned mm. me off, but the presentation and look and feel of Bret Hart versus Dino was outstanding in London. Then we just got yeah. that really fun look in Paris, but this one in Japan, mm. I think this is from the SWS show just a couple of weeks after WrestleMania six, so it would have been April of 90. Um, most of these, by the way, you know, you, you notice they're, they're talking about August, September, October of 89, but this is, is April of 90. We're about to see the ultimate warrior come in here and I want to track it. Cause this is going to be special in Japan. Million dollar man looks fantastic here with the million dollar bill. Oh yeah. It's a great look. Ah, uh, yeah. Here it comes. Look at Whoa. that shot. Dude, I'm such a belt nerd. I knew he had the white belt on, Hmm. you know, just a couple of weeks after he won the belt from Hogan, he's already got a different leather strap on it. I don't think it's dual plated anymore. I think it's all solid gold now, which is a major change for the winged Eagle. And it's on a white strap. And he had two with white straps. One had a red backing. Let's see if we can tell when he takes it off, which is which here, but man, the ultimate warrior was the top star here, having beat Hulk Hogan, something people didn't think would happen at a WrestleMania and it happened. And now here we go. Hot start with the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Looks like a black backing on that one. Yeah. Tony Schiavone here to tell you about the greatest value in the history of our great sports at freeshows.com. Get every episode of what happened when, and all of Conrad's other podcasts early ad free and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's the price of a Starbucks coffee for hundreds of hours of video and audio content each month. That's not all. AdFreeShows.com is home to exclusive bonus content, like our after-hours roundtable with JR, Eric, and myself. Or how about JR and I calling some wrestling's classic matches? Plus, interactive events where you get to ask me anything during our Ask Tony Live events. And if you're a Top Guy member, we got to hang out for the entire weekend in Chicago at Top Guy Weekend recently. Did I mention there's also happy hour every other Sunday with my dear, good, close, personal friend, Rebel? You call yourself a wrestling fan and haven't signed up for ad-free shows yet, you will lie. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. You know what this tells me? What? This tells me that I I produced and shot a lot of stuff for this uh, videotape, but I didn't put it together. Oh, because you wouldn't have put this on there? Or you didn't see this? I, you were gone. Been, yeah, I was gone. Yeah. Yeah. I shot all the stuff with Alfred and, uh, well, this is why I thought this would have been your last one. Cause I knew this yeah. match was on it. You know what? It could have been, it absolutely could have been. I don't remember. I thought WrestleMania six was my last one, but this could have been my last one. I mean, this is just two weeks after, so it's not like, yeah, right. By the way, baby came to see me baby. Yeah, my dog, my little dog. Oh, yeah, baby. Baby came to see me. Oh, good for baby. What a sweet little girl. That's, that's, that's her mama's dog right there. Mm. Ginger's <laughs> my girl, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know why? You know what? I, there's so many things to like about Ted DiBiase. Well, really are. except for modern news, but yeah. Yeah. Except for modern news. Okay. I got it. But Ted DiBiase wrestling, the in-ring performer, man. Yeah. Gimmick. It, it looked good. He looked the part. He was a great wrestler. I get that. All right. But it also reminds me of saving money. With Geico, because buddy, you can bundle and save. You got some homeowners insurance, no problem. Some RV insurance, some car insurance, some motorcycle insurance. Maybe you got a poodle and a bug. Maybe you got a baby and a bug. Bundle them all at Geico.com. Yeah. Lick right into the microphone, just like Ric Flair does. Remember when he ate kimchi on the air, baby? Do you remember? Yeah. You weren't there. You weren't even born yet. Oh, I thought he was eating kimchi. On one of your podcasts. He did, but that was in 2015 and baby was born in 2018. Okay. Baby is here because of Medusa. Do you know about that? Yikes. Medusa brought her dog to the very first star cast, Daisy. She was a little poodle, just like this. And my wife saw that dog and said, oh my God. And two weeks later, less than that. My wife sent me a selfie of her driving. With this dog behind her neck. Oh, wow. So I didn't know baby was coming. And then baby there you go. Was hey, here. baby, if you're looking on video, it's in Conrad's lap. As you can see, the bug is like wiped out here. But come here, Ginger. He's a good boy. Baby got a little camera time. You can too. Come here. Those are the only two dogs you guys still have at the house? Yeah. There's Ginger. Hey, Ginger. Hey, Ginger. Look right here, Ginger. There hey, you go. Ginger. Look at that guy. Yeah, yeah nothing nothing like a dog, man. No. The best. Yeah, absolute best. We uh we looked at adopting another one, uh, but it didn't work out. So we'd like to get a little beagle. Why do you want a beagle? Oh, uh, because beagles are cool. Floppy-eared beagle, hound dog, howling to the moon, stuff like that. Hey, if I had my way, yeah. If I think I've told you this before, if I would have won, if I win the lottery at like a won that billion dollar lottery, or yeah. I don't even know if still it's three hundred million. I first thing the first thing I would do with my money would be to buy a big plot of land, almost like a farm, yeah, and just build. Places for dogs, homeless dogs to live. Just take care of them. Place to run around, kennels for them, have a vet on staff. Any dog you want to come in, sure. Let's build more land. That's what I would do. Sounds like more, sounds like more bitch bait. (laughs) You, you, You really think that I do everything, everything that I do, I do. Because I want the bitches. You're wrong. That's not, and, no, I'm not that, wrong. Yeah. You are wrong. You used to go out and, no. and recreate lady in the tramp scenes and all your, all the Disney classics. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> recreate this. Hey, can I, can I encourage you to do something today? Are you, yeah, fr- well, are you, are you friendly? I mean, I know you guys used to have big heat. But as far as I can tell, you're pretty friendly with Mick Foley these days, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mick, Mick and I are, are, are cool. He just we, dropped 
a, a, a music video this okay. past week called Mr. In Your House. Yeah. Okay. And he referred to himself, not as Mr. WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but as Mr. In Your House. And his tagline is nobody came through more when it mattered less. I was Mr. In Your House. I think he said that during the Armando thing, didn't he? Yes. Yes. And the music video he did for it is fantastic. The music video. Now, I just want you to hear the audio for just a minute. Here's the audio. It's all original. It's catchy. The video is fantastic. You will love it. Check it out on your YouTube. Mr. In your house, official music video. It's on the Foley's pod channel. Fantastic. I mean, you're going to love it. Oh my gosh. Look at this goof. They love the world wrestling federation in London. As the honky talk man makes his way to I love that camera shot following behind him, dude. It just never gets old. Look at, look at this shot, man. When they. Get down to the bottom to the floor. It's the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unbelievably after being treated to Ted DiBiase and the ultimate warrior, <laughs> six minutes and 12 seconds fast. Mm-hmm. Next up honky talk man with Jimmy Hart again, Jimmy got one match off here Yeah. to, uh, go ahead and take on King Jim Duggan. This is from London. Wow, yep. No From guitar. The London, London Arena. Thank you. Thank you very much. No guitar again. Oh, I bet you he will. <laughs> oh, yeah, why not? Oh, here, you like, you like this, don't you? Because I think he's got a very good voice. Why don't you sing along with him then? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. Matt, where do you hear this crowd? So here comes, uh, King Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Yeah. what do you think about Duggan as the King? I like, I thought it was, I thought it was goofy enough to be great. I agree. Yeah. I don't think we need more goofy shit in wrestling. Don't you think? I mean, this was, look at this. This is fucking goofy. Yes. A two by four. A flag, a, a cape, and a crown, and his tongue sticking out of his head as he walks down. Yeah, I like it when it's more 
you know, realistic. I like shit like Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Luigi. Oh man. <laughs> I know every time I turn on TV to watch wrestling, I'm hoping somebody's throwing dough or falling in mimosas or doing baby kicks or throwing curses. I love it. I, I think there's room for that in wrestling. I love it so much. I, I know it sounds like I'm shitting. Mm-hmm. But dude, some of the nicest guys ever, and they found a way to have a, an entertaining character. And in right. an era where there's so much emphasis on the in-ring work and the the razzle dazzle hot spots and the fantastic, hey, if I do this move, it'll get a gif. Look at how over Orange Cassidy got mm-hmm. with hands in his pockets and doing little baby kicks, and how over Dan Housing got with doing curses. Right. And you and I talked off the air about some crazy daredevil stuff that we've seen in wrestling in recent years. Those guys have the capacity to do some of that, but their character work is what's resonated most of all. And I just think when we look back at the crazy iconic characters from over the years, when we think about Ric Flair, we think about the, yeah, he had great matches, but we always talk about the promos and the vignettes and the skits and look at Hulk Hogan, man. It was all about that. And the ultimate warrior, what we just saw and the macho man and, the characters that resonate more so than the moves or the matches. That is how you get over dudes. Yeah. What? Listen, listen, how do you think those kids got over? Yeah. How do you think the acclaimed went from being just a, another one of our mid range tag teams to now the world tag team champions and fans buying their shit because scissor me daddy. Yes. Right. Huge. Huge, huge. I mean, as we're recording this last night on rampage, the fans were singing to them, singing to them, scissor me daddy or whatever it was. It was spectacular. Just, oh, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people do not understand, by the way, um, one thing that I've always understood is how to get a great deal. Come on now. Give me yeah. some of that Geico daddy. Geico that's, me daddy. That's right. And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all the things in my life, Geico is the one that can help. Go to Geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. You ever you ever had Geico in your taint? Um Geico in the taint? Yeah. Uh no. Well, I recommend it. Okay. I'm telling you, even if it tank car insurance and it tank homeowners insurance, Geico can insure it. I love it. They're going to everywhere. Everything. Seriously. We appreciate Geico. They've been with us for quite a while. hundred percent. Yeah. We really do. And we're trying to find a way, you know, to get this Geico takeover in a funny way. Yep. Like when they took over your tank. Oh God, I'm, I'm going to come see you and I'm going to come see you and I'm going to bring Lois's car just to be a smart ass. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I'm telling you this. If you bring that, uh, is the plastic off the car yet? The plastic. Well, you know, when it comes from the factory, it's covered in plastic and the first owner sometimes peels some of the plastic off. You still got some of those on there. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I'm pulling them all off as soon as I see it. Okay. And then I'm going to say, Tony, you got to drive fast. Take me to the bottom of the hills fast so we can get there. Let's go fast. 
Have you hit 100 miles an hour in it yet? I, I've driven since you and I have been talking. I've driven it seven miles. Seven. When did you get this motherfucker? I got it yesterday. Oh shit! As a recording. So you drove. You bought it yesterday and drove it home. Drove it home and that's it. Yeah. Oh man. Done. So you got to put some miles on this rascal. Yeah, sure do. Um, but. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to come see you because, uh, you know, Lois is healing quite nicely. She had her uh, shoulder replacement surgery. She's out of her sling. Is, she's really, she's she, really, how does really she feel physically. She's feeling, she's feeling okay. She's doing very well. Not pain free, but less pain. Yeah. Uh, the shoulders not bother. It's her knees and her back that are bothering her now, but her shoulders doing great. Is she getting new knees back next. I, I, she could get new knees next, I think. Well, if I was her, I would demand it. Like, uh, you know, God damn it. You got a new car. I can get new knees. Mm-hmm. Well, I did get her a new washing machine and dryer. Tony, that's not something you should have said out loud. <laughs> that, that should have been inside voice, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got me a new Range Rover. Bitch baked. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> got the old lady a new shoulder and a washer and dryer. <laughs> The old Craigsville, Virginia special. Listen, she has, and she got it last year. She has top of the line, Uh-oh. top of the line, the best sewing machine they make, the best they make yeah. and the best serger they make, which is another type of sewing machine. She's got two of them. She can, she can literally make anything. She can embroidery. I mean, she's got, what has she made for you? Cause it ain't the clothes you wear on TV. Nothing. She's made you nothing, but she's made, she's made Christmas presents for low key, big hogs and, and baby clothes for kids. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, let's tell the truth. She got this so she could make baby clothes. Yeah. And and, yeah, make baby blankets and quilts and things like that. Yeah. Shit for the grandkids. That's right. But grandma made this. Yeah. Not fuck all for you. Not fuck all for daddy. Right. You should just ask her for an old two hander. I'm serious. I would, I would ask, I'd say, you know, honey, Conrad, you know, he's, he's, he's helped me in so many ways. And he, he brought it to my attention that now that I have a Range Rover, I deserve an old two old fashioned two hander. Oh Lord. Of mercy. And he says, if you won't do it, thanks to my new car, I got the bait where I can outsource it. <laughs> now, whether or not I start outsourcing two handers is up to you, darling. Outsource. <laughs> Tony Schwanny's down, boys and girls. <laughs> that is that. <laughs> that is one of the most creative ways I've ever heard. <laughs> Outsourcing two handers. Well. <coughs> yep. This is going to be a shirt. Uh, yeah, why not? It's a shirt over at loisrules.com. <laughs> Train. Outsourcing. Don't outsource. make me outsource it. <laughs> and I need to know a good old fashioned two hander, two shirts available now <laughs> over at loisrules.com. And of course, uh, yes, it is a terrible shirt idea, but it is for a great cause. We donate 100% of the proceeds to St. Jude's. Yeah. Tony Schiavone doesn't see a nickel. I don't see a nickel. Uh, we just go buy our, our brand new stickered up Range Rovers. Out of our straight cash money has nothing to do with these t-shirts. All of that goes to help families in need over at St. Jude's. 
We really believe in it. And Tony, you know, on the mortgage company side, we donated over a million bucks to St. Jude's last year. So we're just keeping it going with our t-shirt sales. Might come in a little short of that million dollar mark, but Hey, every little bit helps. It goes to a great, great cause. Uh, so check it out. Lowestrules.com. 100% of that goes directly to St. Jude's. That is tremendous. And yes, we do have some very, very silly t-shirts there. Yeah. You know, so, what? that's silly, dumb silly, shit, but that's what we're yeah, about. That's what we're about. Silly, dumb shit. I don't know how many people have, have told us here's a cover one. So many pe- people have told us that, uh, you know, uh, you brighten up my week, you brighten up my day. You've meant a lot to me because of, um, you know, I've, I had some down parts of my life, some bad things happened and you and Conrad, you know, really brighten us up. And I don't know how many people have said I've had to pull the car over because I've been laughing so hard. I've heard that a lot. So I'm glad we can entertain you because that's what is that? Uh, that's what we're about. I thought I saw the uh, Prince Prince Charles in the uh, in the stands there. He's now King Charles. You ever watch The Crown on uh, Netflix? No, you told me about it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's really good. I've heard a lot there's, of really good stuff about it too. Yeah, there's a lot of good TV shows out there. That, so many, dude. Yeah, there's you just can't can't see them all anymore. No, it's like. It's like restaurants in New York city. Well, here's the thing, man. Yeah. I could go watch the new latest and greatest highly reviewed thing or that new Marilyn Monroe documentary or that new Sydney Portier documentary. Yep. But I got to watch honky talk man versus hacksaw. <laughs> well, first things first, right? Got our priorities together. That's King hacksaw. Get yeah. That right. Yeah. And you know, I bet if you're King and you start running around town with that crown on, you can get a two hander. Don't you think if not, you can always outsource it. Yes. A lot of outsourcing going on in the WWF in the (laughs) nineties. I wouldn't know anything about that, but I can ask you this. Watch out. This has got to be at one, two, three. And coming up our main event, boys and girls, we're finally here. Mm -hmm. A WWF championship match. I know you just saw Hulk Hogan with the championship, but still. It's the final match of the tape from the Paris France show. Mm-hmm. It was originally shown on canal plus mm-hmm. it's Hulk Hogan with miss Elizabeth. That's right. Hogan managed by Elizabeth taking on the macho, the macho man, Randy Savage with sensational Sherry in his corner. This is pretty good. Yeah. Like those are two of my favorite wrestlers from that era. Yeah. In a worthwhile main event. One of the biggest stars in the history of the world. And maybe one of the most influential in the modern era. I think Randy Savage in hindsight, certainly Hulk Hogan captured the, the, the public at large's imagination more than anybody else. But I think as far as influence on the modern day industry, Randy Savage maybe had a bigger influence on the, the wrestlers we see today. I think they, they aim to be more like Randy Savage. Well, I can tell you, and I'm not going to say who the wrestler was, but I was talking to a young wrestler the, a couple of weeks ago. The young wrestler said, can I do the interview the way I'm dressed now, or should I get fully dressed to go to the ring? And I said, let me answer that by, by just saying a person's name. And he said, whom? I said, the macho man, Randy Savage. I said, when, 
when I work with the macho man, Randy Savage, he came to the arena. He didn't ask if he should get dressed in his gimmick or not. He just got dressed in it early and yeah. he spent the day in it because he never knew when he was going to be asked to an interview and that was his gimmick. And that's how he knew. he was recognized in the ring and that's being a professional. Yeah. So that's what I think of. And, and so that's why when you're say the influence that he had, he did, he had a profound influence on, on many, many wrestlers and they should look at him. And of course, not many people, not many of the guys and gals that I work with now, obviously none of them were backstage and saw Randy Savage the way I saw him. But yeah. he was look dressed, at him. He was dressed up like that all day. Two sixty-five, two seventy. I don't know. Maybe they were announcing Cherry's weight. I don't know, Your Lordship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is a possibility. Look at the fireworks going off. Macho Man likes that. There'll be a lot of sparks in this one. You can bet on it. Dude, how about the canal? It's just mm-hmm. a fun little, that tube is such a fun deal. This is early Macho Man too. Yeah, 1989, I think. Yeah, so what I'm saying is this is before the hat. Remember he wore the hat? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. classic. This is what I enjoyed. Right, exactly. This is Macho Man coming out with the the uh, the glasses, the cape, and the hair in the back, you know, kind of flared out 86 87 88 mm-hmm. 89 90 91 those are my favorite macho man years yeah i think that 86 to 91 run it's just one of the best of all time yeah i wish he was still with us can you imagine how much fun he would have oh. in, in the modern wrestling era yeah there's a lot of guys i think about obviously i think about dusty Oh man, how great would Dusty Rhodes podcast be? Oh my God, can you imagine a Bobby the Brain Heenan one? Oh my God, uh, let's let's hear the pop for Hulk Hogan, man, biggest star in the world in '89. World Wrestling Federation, 150 kilos, 150 kilos, 300 pounds plus, Elizabeth. accompanied by Mademoiselle Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Place explode for the Hulkster. And the lovely Elizabeth. She is lovely. You're absolutely right. I think she's knocked the Parisians for a twizzle here. Let down by a couple of short, fat guys. I don't know who they were. No, a couple of French ones, I suppose. I don't know who they are. I don't think they're officials. There he is. Greatest professional athlete in the world. A couple of short, fat guys. Oh, I don't know who they are, but they're no one of distinction. It was Lord Alfred Hayes. I mean, ripping on Terry Garvin and Pat Patterson. Fantastic. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfree shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh, You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others for, yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. 
that's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Idle Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com. It's the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Man, how, how it's so classic to see Hulk Hogan in the winged eagle here in the yellow and red. It really is just iconic. It's, it's eighties, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, what's crazy too is I think the reason we all enjoy this show so much, and I hope you guys do, and we greatly appreciate your support on the program. It's nostalgia, man. It's like what we grew up on. Sure. And the idea that, you know, watching this old stuff makes us feel like a kid again. And I know it doesn't for you because you were there, but it brings back fond memories for you because you were there and a part of all this. And man, as for me, dude, being nine years old, this was the greatest shit in the world, dude. Well, it it brings back great memories for me too, because it was a wonderful time in my career. Yeah. And, and when I watch this, I mean, you, you, you have many forks in the road and many paths you can take in your life. And obviously I, I took the right path in my life because I was able to do so many things. I was able to work for the Braves. I was able to work for the Georgia Bulldogs. I was able to, uh, you know, build a great family here in this house. I've been in for a long time, got my dog. This all came about because I decided to leave and go back to WCW. But if I go back and I remember that time, it was one of the greatest years of my, I really loved everything about it. And I sit back and I think sometimes, why the hell did I leave? Why would I leave this place? Which was you know, so good to me. And Vince was great to me. He was. And I know Vince, you know, there have been stories out there about how Vince had treated people like never happened to me. I never saw that. Right. He was great to me. And I, I enjoyed working with Bruce and Kevin Dunn and all those guys. So I look at back this stuff and thinking, man, I got to travel to London and Paris and Brussels and, and do all these things with the, with the world wrestling federation. At that time, it got to do a show at Madison Square Garden and at Boston Garden. Why would I leave? But then again, you make choices sometimes based on your family and not your profession. Right. So it was a crossroads in my life. Now I look back on it, I'm glad I did. But it's still a fond memory for me. Every time I see Hogan come out to the music and good stuff, buddy. I had a conversation about you uh, with uh, Mick Foley this week. Oh, wow. And he told me how much he respected the fact that you left piddly ass podunk Jim Crockett promotions and came over and saw the machine Mm -hmm. that is WWE recognized. It was a machine recognized it was superior, but in the end made a call, not based on your own selfish career, 
but based on your family's needs. And he thought, man, says a lot about Tony, the man, the dad, the human being, the husband, really, really nice stuff from a guy, especially a guy that, you know, you buried on TV. Oh, wow. I knew you were going to end up. I saw that one coming. I saw that one coming all the way down to Mississippi on that one. It was a nice thing though. Since he was, I didn't he was bury good. him on TV. I helped I his career. We're, I helped his career. You, you fucked yourself. You shivani it. Uh, but I'm just saying it was really nice to hear him say, I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a family guy, as you well know. Sure. And I thought it was cool that he recognized that and acknowledged it. That was nice. Yeah. Mick's one of the greats. He really and is. I, I know you've gotten to know him very, very well now. It just, I really did, the, I didn't know him at all until yeah. we started working on this show and Mm-hmm. You know, I had him at a couple of events and, and it was professional and cordial. And I, I, he would invite me to some shows and we'd say hi and bye and always polite, but we never went out of our way to communicate or hang or anything like that. But he's such a delight. Yeah. One of the nicest guys. I mean, maybe even too nice for wrestling. Yeah. That, too nice for wrestling is a, is a term I've heard a lot about a lot of people or a number of people and Mick Foley, you know, he's well deserving of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not too nice for wrestling. I'm way too nice for you. Yes. Yeah. I am an asshole. I'm aware of this. You didn't say asshole. You said asshole. I am. Mm -hmm. I know that. Yeah. But I'm your asshole. There's Terry Garvin on the outside. I miss Sherry. Oh, I never got to know her. Rick Flair tells me I would have had a blast with her. Oh yeah. She was, so uh, she was something else. She was though, you know, she was a little, uh, little out there. Oh, the macho man's got the mic. That Hulk Hogan gets beat one. Easier said than done. Absolutely. Right here in Paris, France. And I'm going to be the new champion. And I dedicate this victory to the most beautiful woman in the world. Sensational Sherry. Well, I don't think uh, the majority of people understood that. Otherwise, it would have got more deal. I love Lord Alfred Hayes. They didn't understand him. They don't speak the language, but <laughs> oh, he was looking for that cheap heat. But if I don't understand you, it is what it is. You know, though, uh, as much as I work with Savage and loved him and just thought it was tremendous, every time I hear him talk now, I think of Jay Lethal. Oh man, <laughs> he he does that impression so well. Oh man, like machismo, buddy. Jay Lethal had. The time of his life doing the Ric Flair's last match stuff, but I had the time of my life working with him. What a great guy. It's, it was a real treat to get to know him and work with yep. him. The most professional, I know it's Brian Myers gimmick, but Jay lethal might actually be the most professional wrestler I've ever met. Oh, shit. look at Sherry took that bump and landed on her feet. Just fine. Yeah. She's, she was very athletic. I got obviously. I got to tell you, she was a big part of my, uh, <clears throat> becoming a man. Ah, okay. 
Yeah. You didn't have to outsource much, did you? She can't. Well, I, I was taking matters into my own hands. Right. And, uh, oh, SummerSlam 92, she wore a thong to the ring. Yikes. That was a big deal for an 11 year old Conrad. Like, Hey, what's going on there? Wait a minute. What's going on? Wait a minute. <laughs> I figured out what to do though. Oh, it's good. Man. Yeah. It's part of your it's big moments in your life. Conrad wrestling was always there. It really was. Mm-hmm. Sure was. Who was the, can, who was the first girl in wrestling you whacked it to? I no. Most recent. <laughs> no. I'll take either one. Can you imagine if you didn't have a back of the unanswer, but you had a most recent answer and we were canceled forever? <laughs> I know the most recent one. You you recently shared on the show, we just had to edit it out. No, no, we did this. That's a lie. I, oh my God, that, I'm joking. You take everything so seriously. Jim Ross is right. You've changed. Oh God. I've not changed. Well, you have, I mean, listen, you, you took a friend of ours to lunch and said, you're going to have to change now. No, I'm not. Yeah. You're in management. You're going to have to change. And he said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah. We're talking about Bischoff and guess what? Yeah. It changed you. Yeah. Changed you too. Because you're busy. You got things to do. You can't. Not here to fuck around. Not on Wednesday. Exactly. You should wear a shirt that says that on the back. I'm not, I'm not here to fuck around on Wednesday. That's, you know what? That would be a great shirt to have backstage. Yeah. I'm not here to fuck around on the front and then on the back, not on Wednesday. I stole that. It's actually a derivative of something that Bobby Knight said at a halftime yeah. where they were getting beat by some piece of shit team. That he didn't yeah. think should be running with them. Mm-hmm. And he's just blessing out the whole locker room. You've heard some of those legendary Bobby Knight rants, right? I'm not here to get my ass beat. Not on a fucking Monday. I'm going to run your ass. So goddamn fucking hard in practice, but it was fun. I'm not here to fuck around. Not on a Monday. And I, I loved that so much that I adopted it in my sales speak when I was trying to rile up the troops occasionally. I'm not here to fuck around. Not on a Monday. Everyone laughed. It's fucking hilarious. Every time I am getting that hoodie made. As we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it made. I'm sending out, I'm sending out things right now. It's a new shirt too over at loisrules.com. Mm. Cranked out three new shirts today, and we're like five minutes from Hulkamania running wild all over the Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. Want to give a shout out to uh, a guy who uh, had a whole recap of this tape that I just basically stole. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Scrooge McSuck <laughs> over at Da Wrestling Site. That's D A Wrestling Site. DWS, uh, he, uh, he put out a recap of this whole tape and I was able to just throw it in my Google machine and know the dates and the locations, not easily to, uh, not always easy to find all the information on these old Coliseum home videos, but boy, really appreciate all the hard work being done by Scrooge McSuck <laughs> over at dawrestlingsite.com. What type of, what type of a nincompoop do you have to be? To go by Scrooge McSuck. 
you know what? I rattled it all off to you and you didn't have a bad thing to say about any of my information. You liked the information. Yes. Uh, if you wanted another rating though, the history of wrestling blog reviewed this same tape and they gave it this review completely awful from start to finish. Some of the matches were actually offensively bad while the matches might be rare. It is unique to see some of the environments and crowd reactions that doesn't make it worth watching Mm. too much. Jimmy Hart, honky talk manager, Jimmy Snuka, and the best workers were saddled with shitty matches. Screw this tape. Avoid, avoid, avoid. I disagree. Yeah, I do too. Offensively bad. I love the presentation. I love the way it's shot different. I love seeing the different fans from around the world and their reactions and I wasn't watching to see fucking Chris Benoit put on a clinic with Eddie Guerrero. Right. I didn't, I didn't press play on this snooka Dino Bravo, honky tonk man, laden tape. Right. You know, how many, how many Rougeau and Hacksaw Matt? Come on, man. What did you think? What's this? What was this review from? What was it called? It doesn't matter. My point is you made fun of my. Scrooge yeah. McSuck and he was giving me dates and, and, and locations mm-hmm. just saying, well, you know what I love? I love the easy to use Geico mobile app. <sighs> me too. It's man. available 24 hours, roadside assistance and more choose to switch to Geico to become a Geico member. It's a very easy choice at Geico.com. I want to challenge you. If you're listening to this really serious business, get a quote from Geico. And you're going to save some money. And I haven't tried this yet, but tonight I'm going to open my Geico mobile app and I'm going to put it under my pillow when I go to bed. I don't know what's going to be under there in the morning. I'll let you know next week, but we'll see. Try it tonight, Tony. Open the Geico mobile app, put it under your pillow, leave it open, go to bed, wake up in the morning. Let us know what you see. Is this kind of like the tooth fairy thing? It might be. Look at what else they can do. I don't know. Uh, where does where does the powers of Geico end? I don't fucking know. Let's just see. What's the worst that could happen? We get a good night's sleep? Because yeah. we know we've got the great quality insurance that Geico offers. There's your leg drop, buddy. It's over. Still the best entrance song ever. A double noggin knocker. That's mm-hmm. right. It's a different time. He slammed Sherry's head in the Savage's head and the crowd went banana. Man, that was fun. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. yeah. These ratings. Jesus. That's I, why I stay off social media. I agree with Scrooge McSuck. It was a good show. It was. I We had fun, didn't we? I had a lot of fun with you. I love watching these old tapes and. Today, Tony, I can't believe we, we buried the lead here. I wanted to surprise you and remind you at the very end today was episode yeah. 300. Dun, 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 dun. 300 Conrad 300. How, how about that dude? And there's Sean Mooney taking us home next week. You and I will be back and we're going to do something a little different. We're going to be watching something over on YouTube. Normally we're looking at, but next week we're going to watch a little special show. They created a lot of fun stuff for nitro, uh, triple A's when worlds collide, WCW is there. 
Mike today's on the call and nothing happening. Chris Cruz is on the call and there's so many stars that we're going to see in the future of WCW and it all happened in LA way back when. And, uh, we're going to be talking about it next week, right here on what happened when, but right now, Tony, it looks like it's about that time. And ladies and gentlemen, we want to do a tip of the cap to Scrooge. Uh, the Scrooge McSuck. I can't even get his name right. Scrooge McSuck, because you know what I like to say? I ain't here to fuck around. It's Wednesday. And each and every Wednesday, we come to you only on Cumulus Westwood One. But Mondays, we come to you on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, ad free shows.com. Yeah.